0: real news honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 fm if anybody hasn't seen the clips have been floating around the internet there has been a quote-unquote groiper uprising as those are calling it uh they're What's participating it's like pepe's distant uncle pepe the frog yeah it's I, i'm not gonna lie i don't even quite get it yeah. but that's what these people that are Doing what I'm about to describe, call themselves. They're going to these, because Charlie Kirk right now, he, he does college tours, as we all know, and for Turning Point USA. Last year he did campus clash. He went around the country and gave speeches with special guests like Don Jr. and uh Candace Owens. We had that at Penn State. This year he's doing one called Culture War, where he's going around with Don Jr., Rand Paul, uh, and Rob Smith, and a few other people doing a bunch of campus stops. So he then um, recently got berated with questions from, like I said, these people that call themselves groipers. These are people that follow Nick Fuentes. For those who don't know, he is a YouTuber that hosts a show called America First. He has about 8,000 subscribers. He's not what I would call popular, but he is. he has a following, and he's gaining a following through this. He's more far-right, for sure. He wants to end all immigration to America, and he has some views on race that are a bit, like, yikes. Um, I don't quite know what he believes, to be honest with you. I know bits and pieces of it. Some would say he's alt-right. I don't know if I'd agree with that fully, but he's definitely an identitarian to some degree. He was at Charlottesville in Virginia, and he's very... um, keen on exposing as he puts it charlie kirk he has been going to these. Uh, he went to politicon to try and get into a charlie kirk event and they not the security there wouldn't let him in it was at politicon i believe and then he tried to get a picture of charlie kirk but they still wouldn't let him in and he's saying that that's a violation of his principles charlie's principles of free speech and you know, because Charlie's known for having these campus stops where he'd have people that disagree with him come to the front line, the Q&A, ask him questions, and go from there. And now you're, uh, Fuentes has instructed his Groiper army, as he calls them, to go into this Q&A line, berate Charlie of questions on touchy matters like Israel, uh, race and demographic changes in America, and a bunch of other things like homosexuality and These clips have been going around because some say, I'm not saying this, but some say Charlie did terribly, some say Rob Smith did terribly, and some say these people that are asking the questions are a representation of the growing far-right movement in the right wing. Now, like I said, I'm the president of Turning Point chapter here, so I'm going to uh, give the best analysis I can, and what I will say is I'm worried about two things. Number one, I'm worried that this can make Turning Point look bad to some people. I'm worried about that because there's been a lot of hate on Charlie Kirk online about this from people like Am, or people that have chimed in on this, I should say, or some major right-wing people like Tucker Carlson, Ann Coulter, and Milo Yiannopoulos. At the same time, I'm also worried about a monster that has been created for a long time of the left being far-left and identitarian with identity politics, and the reaction to that being a far-right version of that and you could see that possibly happening through stuff like this, because now these people are going out, they're asking questions, and they're being told um, things that could look bad, like you know, next question, or you know, you know, they were called racist and homophobic. So, you know, some people are saying, well, wait, isn't that what the left does to us? So these people really aren't these things that you're calling them. And then you're having Nick Fuentes being blocked from events, and that can look bad to some people, and that's what they're saying. So. What do you guys think of this?
1: Oh, I have an opinion. I think Nick Fuentes is using this to grow publicity and trying to like create um, a f- like a larger, really, really far-right movement where it's a bit extreme or radical. Um, he's just using this as a...
0: Dump that. Oh, I screwed up his name. Alex. Hi, Alex. Mm-hmm. I know, I made a boo-boo. I'll just wait a few seconds while it picks back up from the delay. But yeah, I agree totally. I think he's using this stuff to gain attention, and that's what he's getting from it. If you agree with what he's doing or not, that is what he's getting. What do you think, uh, Phil and Alex?
2: Now, what what I feel is that Charlie Kirk isn't, you know, as ingenu like he's 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 kind of disingenuous. It seems like you know he can't on one hand call for free speech and call the left like uh, you know what you will you know like a bunch of pansies and whatnot and like triggered and all this stuff while also you know attacking like not refusing to answer questions and then if i'm if i'm not mistaken he was also like having people send text messages to him like responding to that or oh. like through twitter like handpicking it like that okay
0: i will explain something at the ohio state stop It was a bunch of people asking questions, you know, on an open mic basically, but the very last question, and I know it's from experience with Campus Clash, that was a volunteer for the event and she was reading a question off her phone and that question was definitely one that was um, vetted and picked by Turning Point. Whether it was through Twitter or Turning Point Tour to ask it that is what happened because we did a similar thing at Campus Clash and everybody kind of knows that so I'm not revealing a big secret here but that is one of the ways the Q&A's will work.
3: I feel like there's a little I mean I feel like they're trying like a lot of people are trying to play sides with this you have the right you know the Nick Fuentes the right-wingers the extreme right wingers like the groipers, whatever Whatever they call themselves, they're they're going to stick together and they're going to do their thing. I mean, they're going to do their thing regardless. Uh, but I felt like with with Charlie Kirk, you 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 can't like Alex was saying, you can't uh, you can't you can't preach free speech and then. Like deny people the ability to like either ask questions or, um, or just like cut people off. I, I I know I saw a little bit of that with the Ohio State stuff, and then, um, and I and I had a problem with uh, some of the tweets. I I believe that there were there were a couple of tweets that were like blanket statements, like accusing all of the question all the people that we're trying to question as being like extreme right wingers or Nick Fuentes, uh, huggers and like, you know, it's, I feel like there was a couple of people that are just, you know, legitimately, they see, they see cracks in the soil and they're like, well, we could, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult thing to gauge, but it's like you have to. I'm a big fan of free speech. Like that's the one thing that I am a big, 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 big fan of. Same. And if I see something, and if I see something that's a little murky or it looks a little fake, I'm probably gonna call them out on it. Like because it's uh, like I like be being in Turning Point. That's something that I kind of that attracted me to the group like free speech obviously you know there's other stuff like the second amendment capitalism whatever but they don't i i mean it's but free speech is my biggest you know thing uh and i it looked like they were kind of um i don't i I don't know
0: did, did did
3: any of you feel the same way, or am I just... Well, one thing I in? can
0: say is that turning point at the chapter level can sometimes be very different from turning point at the national level. And the Penn State chapter here, we're still going to be pro-free speech. We're still going to allow people, anybody, to come to our meetings to ask anything they want, discuss anything we want. We're not afraid to answer questions or to debate any ideas, no matter how good, bad, or ugly they are. And like we did for a censored event the other week, we had an open mic. We let anyone ask any question they want to, and it was great. Sargon Hunter took it fine. It was great, and we had a free civil dialogue, and we upheld our principles of free speech. But I will say that if you if you're not careful with that, you can start to tarnish your image. You can start to not look. Uh, as free speech as you put on to be to some people and no matter who you are you need to be careful that especially if you're preaching these principles and Mm -hmm. i think like i said when you call okay i will say some of the people that did ask questions are pretty extreme even though they had some legitimate questions but one guy was wearing one of those Patches with the skull with a knife in the head. Those are fascist uh, alt right patches. Cause I've seen those on alt right people before. Mm -hmm. I know that guy is way extreme, and I totally disagree with him. But that doesn't mean you should, you know, call names and not answer the question, or try to interrupt him or anything. Just take it. Just take it and make fun of him if you really want to, but do it tastefully and attack the ideas. And show how wrong he is. I mean that's the whole point of free speech. Is to show people. How these ideas are bad. And the best idea will come to the top.
3: Yeah. What, I, what do those patches
2: mean? Like what actually are those patches?
0: Uh, One of them. Is the one he was wearing with the skull. It's a Italian. Fascist group. I looked it up.
1: SPQR.
0: That's a Roman thing. And they've kind of like almost co- appropriated, yeah. <laughs> not sound like a lefty, but they sort of culturally appropriated a Roman uh thing.
1: Roman um symbol, I yeah. guess, yeah.
0: And they spun it as some sort of fascist yeah. thing. Like, it's really bizarre. And I'm genuinely, I'm not going to lie, when I was seeing these clips, I already told you guys I was nervous about two things, but the one thing I did mention was I'm really nervous about there's a group of people on the right that think, Uh, identity politics is the answer to our problems that looking at things through a lens of race is the solution and it's totally wrong milo yiannopoulos has the best take on this which is the way to fix western civilization is not to divide people by race or look at things through race it's to um you know race isn't going to bring people together what brings people together is religion it's bringing back a christian morality to america a christian cohesion that has been responsible for creating some of the best things in the west like the west was built on christianity if you like christianity or not it's it literally is just what we're built on look at europe look at america look at our laws look at our constitution you know the founding fathers and what they said It's we're fundamentally a Christian nation, even if we have multiple religions, it's still at its core Christian. And I, as an atheist, I think that's what needs to happen is a religious, uh, sort of evolution or revival. Like you've seen with Kanye West's new album, Jesus is King, which is an interesting album. I'm not going to lie. I don't like it, but you know, it's still, if he can make Christianity cool for kids, I think that's probably the best thing you can do right now.
3: I mean, maybe maybe it's a religious thing too, but like I I think there's there needs to be more of like a like a sense of community, you know, At like bringing kind of bringing people together. And if you're trying to like, and I notice that if you try to cater to specific groups of people, it's like in a way you can kind of it can kind of be counterproductive to that. It's like we. Like we you know i I feel like we have to just stand up for what we believe in, and then if people want to get behind us, great, if not that's great too um like seeing seeing these people are, are even like like the the heads of turning point, seeing these people kind of cater to some of these other you know these other identity groups per se like mm-hmm. it feels it feels like you're trying to appeal to certain identity groups and it's like well that identity politics bs is the same stuff we were trying to fight against like right we're, like it's like we're not like we're, we're not like black white hispanic lgbt whatever we're it, it we're supposed to look at each other as americans yeah and it's like yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry, I, by the way, that I can't talk much about this Turning Point stuff, but it's because we have some stuff in the works, and I'm their president and campus coordinator. I'm going to be, you know, uh, conscientious of what I say. But I will say, we are working on something in the spring. I've hyped this up for so long, but I will tell you, it's absolutely happening, like 99% absolutely happening. <laughs> it sounds like an oxymoron, but if it doesn't happen through Turning Point, at Penn State it's gonna happen through another means it will happen through some means some way somehow and it will sh- I think bringing this person will bring out everyone's true beliefs colors reactions it will make uh, a a a stroke of authenticity on this campus and beyond uh, yeah,
3: yeah uh totally great uh, we we need that we need this you know we Especially need
0: this person yeah
3: especially over the last couple of weeks we need this is like a, a big injection of what everybody needs right now yeah here in this environment at this point in time
0: and yeah um, that's what i was going to say too is that we aren't going to change who we are if you see stuff you don't like at the national level you see stuff you don't like at any other clubs or any other groups what we're doing here at Penn State's not changing. The people who come to our meetings are committed, passionate, true, free speech, uh, American-loving Americans. There's nothing you can say about these people. Inauthentic. Guys. Yeah, they're great, and it's not going to change. So that's why I'm very confident about next semester because the people that we have will love to be involved with that. Do you have any hot takes here, Alex? Uh, nah, you know, the, just uh, keep doing what you guys are doing.
2: I think you're you're doing a good job, and um, yeah, just be aware of the haters out there and the people they're trying to bring you down. Mm. Don't let them. I mean, you guys, you guys are doing a wonderful job. You know, Penn State's Turning Point. You know, just because the national ones are basically acting like career establishment politicians, the same people that Turning Point was initially created more or less against you know you guys seem like you're going on the right track
0: have you guys heard of anything crazy interesting or cool that you want to talk about
2: uh, let's see what's in the news section i think i had some interesting articles um hmm, let's see yeah, we have Beta work dropping, but I think we're already gonna talk about that at some point. Oh, the. Ah! Uh, oh my! I,
3: I had to. I had to say that real quick. <laughs> He's mentioned Beta work
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why were you? You shocked he dropped out?
3: No, Nuh-uh. no, he was, was gonna, gonna do gonna it happen. eventually.
2: Oh, what do we have here? Pittsburgh Mayor Peduto and the uh, Allegheny County Chief Executive, they're basically trying to uh, unseat a judge because they disagree with his ruling on their clearly unconstitutional. Um, they had, a, they had like a local gun ban they were trying to do in Pittsburgh, like an assault weapons ban, which was clearly against uh, preemption in Pennsylvania. They tried to uh, pass that. Mm-hmm. and basically the judge said you can't do that it's clearly against the law so he shot it down now the mayor and the uh allegheny county chief executive they're trying to unseat him oh really yeah let me click on that article real quick it's been a hot couple of days since last time i looked at that mm. but yeah it's um uh, it's pretty bad not surprising like they've been trying to pass like do that stuff for a while that that happened after the um, the, the the place the the uh, what was the Jewish house of worship called the circle one the synagogue yeah the synagogue it was right after the synagogue <laughs> the shooting when one. they tried to pass all these things
0: oh yeah yeah I remember that
2: yeah, that 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 uh, mayor over there—he's a uh, interesting character. He loves bike lanes, which you know that already put me off on the bad. But...
0: <laughs> oh, come like, on, you love a, cyclists. That was, his,
2: that was his big thing. It's like, no, we we really don't need those. Like bicycle lanes are just terrible, and like in a college town, that you know they could kind of work there, but like no. That's not what Pittsburgh needs. Like, unless you live like right like next to your work, which most people don't, mm-hmm. it's really just a terrible idea. You know, because it's just taking up lanes that cars could have, and then you're putting bicyclists on there, which, you know, I guess it's. What would you do you not... do about
0: the cyclists then? How do you alleviate the cycling traffic? I mean, just how,
2: how often? How <laughs> many at... people even oh, really yeah. bicycle? Oh, sorry. How many people really even bicycle all that much?
0: I, I well, Like, how, that, like in, in the city of Pittsburgh, though, like, how bad is the cycling, like, issue? Like, are there lots of them out there, honestly?
2: No, like, when I went to your house one time, I've seen more cyclists there than I did in Pittsburgh. Like, there's more cyclists in State College than, you know, Pittsburgh. Like, in some of the really gentrified places, you might find a few of them. And that brings up a whole other, you know, conversation, you know, especially... These guys want to make themselves out to be these like super bleeding heart liberals, but you know, the only people who are really bicycling, like 99% of them are like white hipsters. Mm. So, who are you really like helping with that?
0: Speaking of white hipsters, there's a guy on campus that goes around on a unicycle. He's already super hipster, uber hipster, and he dresses all in black all the time. Uh, I think you've seen this guy, Terrier. Yeah, he's the one with like the mustache that like curls up <gasps> Ooh, yeah, and the I circly definitely. glasses. Yep,
1: yep, yep. Oh, I recognize him. And he
0: always wears like a vest and he's all in black yeah. and he's like, he, he'll look at you. If you look at him, he looks at you, gives you like the oh, stare of death. He
1: knows, yeah. yeah. He
0: knows that you're looking. Yeah. And then I just saw him yesterday and, and again today when I went to the bathroom before the show started. He now is all like completely even more in black and he wears a black thing on his face like a um, yeah. kind of like a morph suit for his head, oh and then he has like a beak <laughs> coming off of it. So it's like some eyes wide shut sort of, you know, stuff going on here. I want to talk
1: to this guy. He's probably like really fun to talk to. Honestly, I don't know.
0: He's probably. I think he's pretty strange.
1: He could be, but you'll be surprised. He probably has some good input in life, or you'd be. He probably have some crazy, out there opinions. Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: very like. Like so weird. Like he just like looks at you and he's like, yeah. Oh, there you are. And he came in with his bike this time. He didn't have his unicycle, but he was wearing his I guess this is a Halloween costume, but the guy is like, yeah. Oh my god. When you see everybody's he's yeah,
1: to say a statement right there. Oh, I yeah. hate when cyclists I hate
3: when cyclists wear that all that tight, ridiculous Yeah. Ass. Like if you're it's cool. If you want to bike, great, just don't be like wearing that weird stuff or whatever. I don't know. It's like
0: yeah, and then you see like they put on these like lotions and like oils and these like sweat protectors. They have these visors. They have all this sort of crap on them. I
3: like, I like I hate those the, the bicycle shorts. Where, where and then they get up. Oh and, god! And you're forced, and you're you're trying to pass them, and then you're stuck looking at their <laughs> fruit basket on the way to passing. <laughs> I know. Yeah, put it away.
0: <laughs> and nobody needs to see that.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty messed up. Oh, there's another interesting story from a uh, from a Lancaster school. Apparently, they had a suicide prevention hotline number like on the back of your student card, but instead of being the suicide prevention hotline, it was a uh, an, an adult phone line which was on these kids um, on their ID cards. Like where, like so, if you're a suicidal kid, instead of calling like the suicide hotline, you're gonna call like you know, one of those adult chats.
0: Oh, no. Well,
1: that's a way to prevent um serious. depression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need to talk to someone and then someone you call them and then it's like, hey there, big boy.
0: I'll make your day.
2: <laughs> amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah and you're not going to want to die
2: after that. I wouldn't. Yeah, it's like know. a relatively local school. That's like in Lancaster. It's where all the Mammish yeah. live.
0: Uh, that's, um, yeah, I know.
3: I, I live there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's, it's just it's funny. I, it, it's funny, you know. Don't kill yourself. You're gonna miss this wonderful time. And then for the only school... two ninety nine a minute.
2: <laughs> the school found out about it, and now they had to go and like reissue new like ID cards to every single student. So mm-hmm. that's probably like. You know, thousands of dollars just Wait, actually scratch the- that.
3: It wasn't PA; it was California. Lancaster. Are there
2: Lancaster, California?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's. I think there's like five different Lancasters in the country.
2: Oh well, that's yeah. California. They probably did that on purpose then.
0: Well, we finally have our super cool special guest in here. Um, Sam Whitfield from the Whitfield Report is back on the line, 90.7 FM. How you doing, Sam?
4: i'm doing good can you hear me yes i yes, can
0: sir.
3: yep we can hear you welcome uh, back
4: thank you let me uh let me take myself off the speaker real quick.
0: yeah sure so i'm
4: at, i'm actually uh on the discord uh mobile app right now but uh anyway how are you guys doing
0: pretty good how's it good, been since know. we last chad
4: Everything's been pretty good. Uh, hopefully, I sent some listeners your way. So, uh,
0: I actually got a few people that subscribed that said, I heard about you guys through Sam. So, we really appreciate
4: it. Yeah. Well, well like, well, likewise, I got a few subs from you.
3: So, oh, nice. Um, nice.
4: Anyway, yeah, Swamp.
0: Yeah. Cause and, we've been, um, yeah, we've gotten a lot more subs since we did this sort of Sargon Hunter thing that's been happening at Penn State. Um, have you heard anything about that?
4: Yeah, I, well, I I promoed that the other night on my show for you guys a little bit.
0: Oh, um, nice, thanks.
4: Everything is, everything is just really crazy right now with kind of like the the kind of like right wing infighting, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, this is actually something that if you don't mind me promoing, I'm going to be discussing on my show tonight uh, at ten. At 10 p.m., um, I just find it incredibly uh, stupid, especially with this whole uh, Nick Fuentes versus Charlie Kirk versus Steven Crowder type thing, and people are people are wanting to drag like smaller, you know, commentators like myself and you know other people in there. And I mean, I don't, I don't really know that much about uh you know nick what i i what i know of nick fuentes but i haven't really, really like followed him you know i know a little bit about charlie kirk mainly from like you guys and from and from some other people that i've met i he seemed like a he seemed like an amicable guy and granted i know that you know people disagree with him a lot and whatnot but I mean, I don't know. All this petty infighting is like high school
0: level of shit and
4: terrestrial your broadcast oh.
0: <laughs> Double dump.
4: Oh yeah, sorry.
0: That's uh, all good. Yeah. Um We'll make sure that's cleared and disappeared. Nothing happened.
4: It's high school level uh, you know, mud or poo, let's say. <laughs> yeah, um and so, I don't know. This whole thing is just dumb.
0: Yeah, I, I think, well, if you don't know much about Fuentes, the one thing I can say about him is he's definitely far right. He has a lot of um, unpopular views about race that are sort of yeah geared toward more of this alt-right, identitarian movement that's in the right wing. I'm not saying Fuentes is all right because I really don't know his full beliefs because I've been, I'm so confused because on the one hand he goes to Charlottesville and you know that had a mix of people for sure but the big names that did go were the alt right types and he also you know he also says that he's not a white supremacist I don't know if he's I think he says he's not for a white ethno state. I'm not going to lie. I just don't know. I really don't know about this guy. He's only got 80,000 subscribers, which is still a good chunk. You know, it's more than uh, our channel, but, you know, he's not Steven Crowder, you know, 5 million YouTube subscribers or Milo with, used to have 2 million like Facebook followers, you know, stuff like that. But what do you think about the whole um, turning point? is like as a whole like what do you think about like how turning point operates on a national level or at a campus level
4: well i mean like i said i can't really speak front you know at the national level i've heard look i'll be honest i've heard you know varying stories like you know i've I've heard great things you know about like the, the top tier brass from some people you know like charlie kirk and then you know i have some friends who have been burned by you know Charlie and 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 those guys too so I can't speak to them but like I've met you guys and I've met some other you know Turning Point chapter members from across the country and the one thing that I always try and stress to people um, because unfortunately it seems like you guys and when I mean you guys I don't mean you specifically I mean Turning Point the Turning Point chapter leaders as a whole it seems like you guys often get labeled as Charlie's yes men, mm. uh, and from what I've observed, it seems like most turning point chapters uh, are fairly are fairly independent as far as what they're able to do within reason. Mm-hmm. So
0: I want to actually touch on that that's important, and I mentioned this a bit earlier, which is what we do at our level is pretty much up to us to some degree nationals has some oversight on us and they make sure you know that we're doing good that we're getting signups every week that we're tabling that we're you know being active but what we do at our meetings is up to us what we do for activism events is mostly up to us they do For example, on their website, they talk about this. When you want to bring a speaker to campus, you have to submit a request for nationals and they have to approve of the speaker before you bring them. So, you know, there is, depending on who your speaker is, there's a chance that they could say, no, we don't want you bringing them here. And um, that has happened to chapters. But what I've told people at our meetings and what others have told people at our meetings, is that regardless of what National does, it doesn't matter if it's good, bad, ugly, whatever. If you like it, dislike it. We're still going to keep doing what we do. We're still going to be very pro-free speech, very pro-America, very pro-capitalism, very pro-everything we've always stood for. Nothing's going to change. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to keep um, doing the events we want to do. Like, And I'll mention this briefly and then talk about a bigger story that I know you're going to have a good laugh at is... Uh, Our censored event with Sargon Avocado Hunter Avalon went beautifully successful. It was a total victory for free speech. We had an open mic where people could ask whatever questions they wanted to, and our speakers handled them beautifully. And it was a great event. Everybody loved it. Everyone had fun. But what's interesting, this is where I'm going to transition now into the story we were alluding to earlier, UPUA, our student government, has denounced the censored speaking event and its speakers uh, this is what they sent a tweet they use that exact phrasing they they, they um, it says quote resolution number 18-4 denouncement of the censored event and speakers Carl Benjamin Hunter Avalon, has been passed unanimously I was at that meeting and it was pretty pretty sad uh, to see how the student government seemed to know nothing about these speakers and seemed to just denounce them without any really dissenting opinions except for one guy in UPUA. Only one guy disagreed with this uh, because he thought they shouldn't be making a political statement. I went because one of their um, people in their uh, main, I guess you could say branch, because there's like sort of layers to UPUA, their Speaker of Assembly said on Twitter, quote, very bold and controversial decision by the college them to check notes say Nazis are bad, uh, unquote. He made a retweet to one of our tweets about the event advertising it because we were advertising the fact that the college Dems wanted to de-charter us, defund us, basically shut us down for hosting these speakers, for specifically uh, Sargon. They just wanted to shut us down, which is ridiculous, absolutely insane. There's no reason to shut us down for this, and it's pathetic and sad that they want to do this, and I blasted them many times for it because it's ridiculous. We would never do this to them. But to see somebody in student government say... And I'm still confused on this because I couldn't ask questions during the meeting. I could only speak during an open student forum. He either called our speakers Nazis or he called our club Nazis. Either way, that is total slander, total lie, totally false, and a totally uneducated uh, opinion, to say the least. And I brought this up and... A bunch of people pushed back once I started uh, raising this idea. One of the college Democrats who's in UPUA said, this is from a Collegian article, you guys can look this up, quote, I actually find the statement that this legislation is political as offensive. Uh, And like I said, there was one person there that said this was political and we shouldn't be um, making a statement on this. Uh, But he went on to say, quote, My existence is inherently political as a Jewish-American, and what these men have said are direct attacks on my identity, saying I'm sorry, but I don't care about the Holocaust, telling Jews to get over it, telling me that anti-Semitic speech is free speech. I'm sorry, but those are actions that we have to condemn. When has Sargon attacked the Jews? I know what he's referencing, but it's not an attack on this guy or his identity what's he talking no, about it's just it's just a
3: personal opinion that's that's his personal opinion just just saying somebody should get over something is not like an like a oh it's not like an anti-semitic statement it's an opinion and and last time I checked uh those opinions are still free speech and and another thing he could have these guys could have attacked they could have attended the event they could have they they could have uh
0: they could have even protested
3: yeah like look i'm saying look come in come in you you have a disagreement talk to somebody about it like you you know like this is what they were doing is pure childish it's like how do you map the two together you 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 have to put some extreme words together to put that put put that mess together, but you know
4: well I, I well the big problem here and this has kind of become like a meme now, but it's funny because memes do become true sometimes, <laughs> and this is a key example of the meme of literally everyone I disagree with is a Nazi right in the case of the uh you know in the case of like the radical left and then you you do have like right-wing extremists you know who uh say like everyone i disagree with is uh you know controlled by the phrase that a phrase that i can't say you know on on radio you know like a like an ethnic slur but you know it, it just goes to like you know show that you know, instead of, like, instead of talking about, you know, things like free speech and, you know, whatnot, we're we're now getting into this, this weird stage where we're taking, like, internet, uh, you know, like, chat and lingo, and we're trying to apply it into, like, you know, real-world IRL stuff now, where it's, like... You know, with you guys hosting Carl Benjamin and Hunter Avalon, for, for example, that one guy was like, Carl Benjamin is a Nazi, and so is the the TPUSA chapter, you know, here. Well, is there any evidence to suggest that? Mm, no. I mean, I don't know your guys' ethnicity, but, I mean, I know that you know, Penn State is a pretty diverse school, and I I know that as far as, like, the college Republicans go uh, and turning point, I know that there are a bunch of different, like, you know, ethnic backgrounds and whatnot, so, you know, the Nazi argument doesn't really hold water there, so.
0: Well, it even gets worse because during that open soon forum where I spoke up, somebody from Students for Warren, who was also at the protest of this event, said, quote, We do not believe in our capacity as student leaders on campus that a white supremacist organization which only spews hate and incites violence should be recognized as an organization. We demand the denouncement of hate speech, introducing or introduction policies to protect marginalized communities, the end of allocation of student um, fund dollars and for the de-chartering of turning point. We're not requesting action to ask for the end of conservative and controversial wreck. We're here to fight for the doubtment of hate speech that incites violence. This is probably what? the craziest part.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's pure slander. That's that is so slander. slanderous.
0: We've never incited violence. That
3: is the textbook definition of slander right there. Uh, calling us a white supremacist organization. First off, we, we welcome everybody. Every person is welcome to come to our meeting. Exactly. Right. Everyone, right? And we have. We have, we have everyone, we have, you know, every identity, including members of the LGBTQ community, uh, at our meetings.
0: Yeah. We've had um, Asians come. We've had black right. people, come, we've had people come. We've had people, we've had transgender person. We've had a gay guy. They all come.
3: Yep. They're
0: yeah, not scared.
3: No. No. And. If if we if there's something we could we could do about that we should probably should but yeah whatever
2: um, gonna hate but here's the thing like you know they're they're calling you guys Nazis but they're you know not even paying attention to like the actual Nazis <laughs> and, and and you know those people don't even like like you guys they always no. Are back on you that but you know you guys get called the Nazis and you're not even the Nazis like they're completely oblivious to the actual like you know Nazis on campus.
0: Yeah and the actual Nazis on campus hate us we hate them uh, but like I said we're here for free speech so if they want to come to our meetings they can come and we're going to show how stupid their ideas are. It's simple okay we don't support them we don't believe in what they believe in you know we make it very clear about this, and anybody that thinks we're Nazis, I'm sorry, you're an idiot. Anybody that thinks that, you're an idiot because you do not. You're not listening to us. You're not trying to understand us. You're literally just putting a blanket statement on us without coming to any of our. That's the thing. Anyone that's called us a Nazi has not come to one of our meetings. They didn't even come to an, our event either. You know these protesters. And I said this last week, and I'll say it again. Uh Tavir and I went out there and we told them tickets are free. You can come in, you can ask a question during the QA. And uh I, I think I even said, like, do you guys want to have a dialogue? And this girl literally said no. And I'm like, okay, finally somebody's honest. Uh yeah, you guys are interested in dialogue. You're interested in just shutting us down and taking us down. You're not interested in actually doing anything productive for the country you don't care you just want to gain popularity gain attention and shut down your quote-unquote enemies it's pretty sick it's pretty disgusting it's pathetic and childish
4: well i i so i always ask people for first-hand evidence like what is the evidence yeah like that i'm a nazi or that you know you're and it's always like well, I I heard it on uh so and so I'm like, okay, first of all, that's not a primary source. That's like a third hand source. Second of all, where are they getting their, you know, in information and then you know, what what evidence and they'll bring up like like for example with with Milo, like they'll bring up something that is like clearly a joke, but yeah. because it's an but because it's an edgy joke or something that they don't like, you know, that's their excuse. And it's like, well, no, that's not the same thing as like actual uh, Nazism. Um, I don't know if you guys know of the YouTube channel Freedom Tunes. Yes, but I there's do. There's a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's like there's a great uh, there's a great one. It's a, I think it's like a year old now or so, but it's uh, where this. Uh, It's where this uh, engineering student like builds a time machine and he brings back like three World War Two, you know, veterans from like D-Day and the engineering student says there are Nazis here on campus and we need you to go fight them. And in the World War Two guys are, uh, you know, like, well, where are they? We're ready to, uh, you know, kick butt here. And you know they point at the maga, stu- you know Trump students, and it's like, in the World War Two guys are like, these don't look like Nazis at all. What's their you know crimes? And um, you know the student lists them off, and it's like, well, no, that's what that's what we believe. These guys aren't Nazis at all. In fact, you're the Nazis. So
3: here, you want you want to hear something? Okay. So when they decided to call us Nazis, you know, one, how wonderful of them, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: I decided to to look up the actual Mein Kampf, right the uh, the Adolf Hitler book, right Uh-oh. just for just 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 for S and G's, right? And come to find out, like as I was as I was uh, you know browsing through the book, uh, I started thinking, you know what? These Democrats are actually doing more Mein Kampf behavior than than we are, and we're getting called Nazis. How do you figure that? Like, look, silencing this, silencing the opposition. Yeah. Uh, Taking disarming guns. The public, yeah. Disarming the public. Using children to appeal to the public. Right. Like this is this is Democrat stuff right and uh i, I guess it, it's really it really is projection it's like that you 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 know that that guy that cheats on the girl but he's like but then he's accusing her of cheating on him
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know that, that that's what this is like this that's what uh, them calling us nazis i feel like that's what it's like
0: and it's also very um just like these people keep i noticed a common thing i kept hearing at upua and other things is that these speakers are a threat to me they're a threat um if they come to campus i feel threatened how they literally just come on campus into one room say a few words and leave you don't even have to go you don't even have to be in the vicinity of it i mean why now are these people threatening What did they do that was threatening? You were at the event. They didn't do anything that was scary, intimidating, life-threatening. There's nobody felt scared or uh, unsafe there. And if you did, you got some other problems because it was literally the most free speech, most happy, fun, uh, safe, quiet, peaceful on the inside event ever. Um, Cops were there to keep you safe. I mean, it's just ridiculous that you feel threatened by these people coming when when David Hawk comes to speak I don't feel threatened when uh Beto O'Rourke came I didn't feel threatened I mean it's these people are pathetic I'm sorry I mean they are insane if they really think a YouTuber that makes commentary that makes jokes on the internet is a threat to their safety (laughs) wait till next semester (laughs) then oh man they're gonna be losing their minds
3: yeah. It's it's gonna be pretty interesting.
0: And fun. Oh, it and will fun. be. see that's the thing. We're fun. We're having fun here. We're making jokes, making people laugh, we're you know, making people think. We're not making uh people feel unsafe. Only these people are only in their like crazy minds that they think that they're unsafe. And this whole UPUA thing is just ridiculous and you know, it'll be interesting to see what comes next, but you know, if anybody does try to shut us down, you know, for the next event or whatever, oh, man, you are going to fail miserably because, number one, you can't do that. There's no legitimate ground you can do that on. If you did accomplish that, President Trump is going to pull the funding from this school. And if that happens, oh, Penn State's going to, you know, change their minds real quick and reinstate us. It's, it's really a... Um, It's a weird time we're living in because you've never heard this stuff happen before, but it's very telling of what these people are like. They're very mean, spiteful people that just want to shut you down because they don't like you, and that's pathetic. That means that they don't know how to do anything good themselves. Because if they did, they'd be doing it. I don't see college Dems doing anything. I don't see the socials doing anything. I don't see their speaking events. They're doing nothing except trying to shut us down.
4: Can I ask you guys, you guys a question as, as a guest? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Do, do you guys still have stand up comedians come on to your canvas, or is that done, or is that done too?
0: Interesting uh, that you mentioned. Actually, we just had Jeff Dunham come out a few weeks ago, or last week, to the BJC, which is our kind of like uh, mini stadium here, and the Collegiate Road article calling him racist. Really?
1: This one girl, um, no one else, literally this one girl who uh uh tried to talk us uh, smack onto Turning Points event, um yeah. also wrote the same uh, the same person wrote another article on Jeff Jeff Dunham.
0: Yeah, she said we were spreading hate, not conservatism, and she said Jeff Dunham's racist. It's literally She's the insane. one
1: person though. It's like literally It's no one p-
0: person, but I bet you can find lots of people that back her up and believe in what she says.
4: Well, Jeff Dunham isn't even cons- isn't even conservative. The last time I checked, but look, they're,
3: the- they're eating their own. They're eating but, their own. They don't care. It's like well, look at look at Dave Chappelle. Right? They went nuts when Dave Chappelle did that last stand up. Yeah, they went
4: insane. Well, well, not only that, but I was thinking of I was thinking of this. I, uh, you know, I. I'm a I'm a few years old, older than you guys but I mean you know we're all we're all the same age so I grew up watching Seinfeld which is a great um you know sitcom still even though it's 20 years old and uh, I've watched Jerry Seinfeld's new Netflix show Comedians in Cars uh, getting coffee he mm-hmm. and he brought up the fact now that I mean Jerry Seinfeld as far as Comedians go is pretty clean as yeah. far as like his content, and not even Jerry Seinfeld, you know, what's the deal with so and so? You know, pick a topic that was always his bit. He can't even do colleges anymore. Jim Gaffigan, who is also clean, doesn't want to do colleges anymore just because everyone gets offended about literally everything. Comedy mm. now.
0: I remember when he talked about that too. And like you said, Jerry Seinfeld isn't what I'd call controversial by any means. Milo's controversial. Jeff Dunham is kind of controversial. Um, Chappelle's controversial now. And the thing too, it's interesting when we mentioned the Chappelle special because we all watched it, loved it. And then oh, yeah. when I saw it though, I'm not going to lie, I didn't think it was that controversial. I've seen worse. In terms of like edginess and being provocative, like I've seen way worse. Because what he says, he always kind of balances it. Like a good good example is his abortion bit, where he says um, something somewhat pro-choicey, where he says like, "Oh, women should be able to do whatever they want with their body," but I I, you know, I should be allowed to leave that baby or something like that. You know, he says, or I should be allowed to abandon it. You know, and he makes you think a bit and. That's what's interesting um, with Chappelle's stuff. And it's just, I mean, I'm so annoyed. Because these past few days, I've learned multiple things. And I can talk about this on your show too, Sam. Um, Which is that there are people, whenever you obtain success, there are people that want to take you down. And there's also people that want to leech on your success. They want to jump on it. And they want to, you know, try and, um, uh, you know, they they try to be your best friend right out of the gate. You know, they don't want to you know, start off with, yeah, they don't want to sort of help you and you help them. It's just like, no, what are you doing for me? You know, it's like crazy.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, that, happened, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. So, Because um, guys like
0: you, know. you are great. Like, you're totally authentic and genuine. People like Milo are great, totally authentic and genuine. But then there are these other people that you find, you're just like, what are their real intentions?
4: Well, and that and that's not only, you know, in politics, that that's in life in general yeah. in every, you know, area. Um but you know, like like I said kind of going back to to this whole you know, like infighting, that's kind of like the that's kind of like this whole, you know, ridiculous thing of you know, the left is eating each other, but then, you know, kind of like the the right is eating each other and that's that's the other ridiculous thing is like people are getting put into these boxes where it's like you're either a right winger or you know you're like a left winger and like I'm I'm like more like conservative rightish but like I also am okay with like you know like gay marriage and you know like Mm -hmm. gay civil unions like if you wanna like if you wanna if you're a man, and, you know, or a woman and you want to get married, you know, to someone of the same sex, I don't care. If you want to, you know, smoke like a pot plant, you know, in like the privacy of your own home or, you know, in like a designated area, you know, go for it. But, uh, you know, at the same time, like, I think you should be able to like own a gun and I think you, that you should like be responsible and while I'm not like for huge taxation, I think that, you know, like local taxes that help your community can be helpful, you know, too. So just be responsible and don't bother, any you know, anyone, um, you know, and I think I think a lot of people feel that way. And the fact that, you know, now it's just become so polarized because of social media and whatnot and the internet i think is ridiculous we don't most people don't don't talk anymore like we do on podcasts or shows
0: so and i mentioned that a lot of these interviews when people were talking about yo the couch thems want to show you down what do you think of this or well what are you trying to achieve from this event and i would tell them like over and over again i just want people to listen more i want them to come in stop calling us nazis stop calling us all these stupid things and just listen just listen and then make an opinion have a discussion and we move from there and we had people that did that at the event we had people that came in that disagree they voiced that and sargon especially like pushed back hard and then they came out thinking oh Maybe they're not so bad, or oh, maybe I'm a bit wrong on this one. I don't know. That's what it's all about right there. That's what free speech is about, but you know, not everybody th- believes in that, which is pretty sad
4: why Why do you think that why do you think that is? uh i I mean, I have my own theory, but
0: my I'm, theory is control. It's people that want to just control the narrative, control how you think, control what yeah. you do.
4: Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, like, and I've heard some other theories where, like, you know, some people are like, oh, well, they're not fully aware of what they're doing, but no. I'm
0: no, not. I learned I mean, that, too. After this event, I will say I've heard chatter, I won't say where I heard it from, but I've heard that the college Democrats literally released a statement, uh, not out of, what they said in that statement. They released it because they wanted attention. They wanted popularity. They wanted recognition. They wanted some clout, whatever you want to call it. And that's where I realized these people know exactly what they're doing and they're just full of it.
3: Well, they've abandoned, they've abandoned, like free speech was, that that was like a liberal thing. Growing up, like growing up, when I grew up, I thought lib. That like free speech, I thought was a liberal thing, and and even, and even when we when we had dinner with um, when we had dinner with Sargon, he's like, yeah, that's a liberal thing, Mm -hmm. and he's like, well, but these guys aren't, you know, they're not liberals, they're leftists, communists. Yeah, yeah, he'd say communists.
0: communists.
3: (laughs) But I but I mean, it's it's kind of very communist. I mean, you you look at it, uh, but look, but but look, let's say even. Let's say even if they are even even if somebody said something offensive, okay, I'm going back to I'm basically going back to uh, the Supreme Court ruling, right? In 2017, the Supreme Court, uh, v. town, they ruled that uh, there's there's essentially no there's no hate speech amendment uh, exception to the First Amendment. and'll and i'll I'll read a quote by Justice Anthony Kennedy, right? He said in that statement, which was a unanimous decision too in favor of free speech, uh, he said a law that can be directed against speech found offensive to some portion of the public can be turned against the minority and dissenting views to the detriment of all. The First Amendment does not entrust that power to the government's benevolence. Instead, our reliance must be on the substantial safeguards of free and open discussion in a democratic society. That is it. it and and what, what he's trying to say is basically uh, we solve our issues through free and open discussion. Right? Yeah. Whatever whatever you decide is offensive or not offensive, or if you have a problem with something, if you're offended by anything, you the way to combat it is with free and open discussion.
0: Yep, exactly. And even
3: if you like okay, even if you sorry, I sorry for cutting you off. No, it's fine, you continue Um, what you were saying. Even if you have like say okay, say you have some people that are like blatantly Nazi and uh it, whatever like the worst of the worst right um you don't want to silence them because it it it, it embolden it emboldens the opposition right it emboldens them it, it and 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 it's not you're not going to silence them totally right yeah because if you silence them you take them away they're going to go somewhere else and they're going to create an echo chamber, which, mm-hmm. ha- which has a negative reaction. Yeah. It has negative long term effects.
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah.
4: well, Owen, Benjamin. <laughs> Owen Benjamin. Owen <laughs> Benjamin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect yeah, example yeah, yeah. of that. Owen yeah. Benjamin has gone off the rails. Uh, yeah. Over the past, you know, year whatever it's been, ever since he stopped going on Crowder's show, he's just been obsessing over the Jews, this the Jews that, and a bunch of wacky conspiracies. He's been, in, you know, gone crazy, and you know that's what happens is that when you aren't, you know, engaging with people that are normal, people that are re- moderate, you start going more radical. You're stuck in a corner of radical people, and it forms an echo chamber, and. You know, that's the issue um, that we're seeing unfold on a bigger scale. Uh, For example, with the Turning Point stuff where they blocked Nick Fuentes, like Phil's saying that emboldens Fuentes and his followers. You know, you can say it's legitimate to keep him out for whatever reason. If you want to say that, fine. But the thing I'm noticing is that people on his side are perceiving that as you're subverting free speech. And you know Nick did nothing wrong, and they feel more emboldened by it, and that's what's happening. Like I'm not saying that's an opinion; that's literally just what's happening on his side.
4: Yeah, well, and then you know if if you real here's what I here's what I would say because like I, I from what I've heard, you know of Nick Fuentes, I disagree with like a lot of his stuff, right? But instead of saying that this guy should be shut down, I've always said that, like, rather than trying to shut down Richard Spencer or, you know, shut down, like, some of these more controversial figures who are legitimately alt-right, a a better thing would be to uh, do, like, a debate with them, or if you can't do that, like, do commentary, Mm -hmm. like I've done, like, video commentary... Or something on their uh you know rhetoric and deconstruct why it's why it's wrong you know Mm -hmm. instead of just trying to you know shut it down because it's controversial and part of i've heard the argument is that like well if anyone sees this content it could radicalize them and it's like okay well you're not giving people a lot of credit for you know thinking you know for themselves and even if that is the case it's not like it's not like people are going to become radicalized overnight by one video yeah. or, some, or something like like that like there's a whole process and
0: and the other like, thing too is because i've seen people that have gotten radicalized by richard spencer and these other folks the, what inevitably happens is if you're going to censor them, you're going to radicalize these people more, you know? So it's like, and, and, and these people that when they do get censored, they're going to, people that tune into them are only going to tune into them on these like, you know, obscure corners of the internet. And like for Gab, for example, uh, the problem with Gab is that it has a lot of those obscure people and that's it. And all you see is that. So that's all you're exposed to. You're not exposed to like the other stuff. Like when you're on Twitter and you see like lefties freaking out over a Milo tweet, you know, or a Richard Spencer, uh, thing, you know, or anyone, even somebody like ben, more milquetoast like Ben Shapiro. Instead, you just get this one obscure side on Gab and that totally distorts your perception.
4: Well, it's interesting that you bring up Gab and kind of the tech censorship because like I've. Like, based on what I know about Gab, like, I'm, I have an account on Gab. I'm not really active on there anymore. But the guy who started Gab, to me at least, seems to be more like a, you know, a libertarian guy. Um, you know, kind of like us, at least from what I've seen. And the whole idea of that platform, uh, you know, was just to create like a Twitter alternative. Like, even Jack Dorsey, when he was on Joe Rogan, acknowledged that torba seems pretty uh decent but the problem is is um the left and especially the left-wing media you know automatically you know labeled gab as like being the nazi havens mm-hmm. so then where did all the wackos go you know to that place and then regular people like you know me who just wanted to have like another platform it's like well shoot i can't use this platform anymore because i don't want these you know crazy zeke heil you know like uh 4488 or whatever it is people like you know in my audience or whatever Mm -hmm. so well
2: that's that's the thing with those platforms like just like as if you just have like an openly like you know free speech platform you get all these people going to it because the left-wing platforms will just throw them out so it creates a sort of cycle where you know you you kind of create these monsters because the left just won't deal with it and then it scares away people who actually want to talk so you know i i hate twitter Like, I personally, I've used Gab before, but, you know, it's, you you can see there's definitely an audience there that, you know, wouldn't be able to exist in other platforms. But that doesn't necessarily mean that people who use Gab are necessarily these, like, bad people.
0: Yeah, It's
2: it's just a lot of the people who are there tend to be that way because that's the only place they can really exist outside of, like, you know, 4chan or something or 8chan, but they don't even have 8chan anymore.
4: Well, the other, the other really weird thing about Twitter, and, like, I'm not really opposed to this as, like, a free speech guy, but the one thing that's weird about Twitter is they tend to censor, like, a lot of conservative content, but then, like, I was scrolling through, like, my timeline the other night, and I saw, like, hardcore, like, a, a GIF of, like, hardcore pornography the other night, and I don't, like, follow any... Porn accounts, but like I guess one of my followers, you know, does and like they 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 retweeted something. So uh, you know, I, I I saw that. Come to find out that like you know, Twitter's policy allows for like hardcore pornography, and like as a free speech person, I'm like, okay, uh, great, that's awesome, you know. But like, but you know, we can have like hardcore pornography, but we can't have you know, Milo making like, you know, mildly naughty jokes about something because that would be too much. Well, so. that does,
2: yeah, like, you know, they, they think that it's less offensive to go and like say something, you know, you know, to have hardcore adult content on there than to say something mildly conservative. You know, it's it's created by people like left wing uh california people that's you know they don't find that offensive you know they they don't find like you know especially you know alternative you know adult content being displayed especially in places where children can access so it. Like, that's you know that that's that's fine for them they, they enjoy that stuff they enjoy corrupting the youth but then you go and see someone saying something like you know Ah, uh, don't tread on me, or whatever sort of like right wing stuff people say on Twitter that gets them banned. Like, I think I can't say. got banned for. I forget what she got banned for. It was like
0: she did something song? where she uh, took what somebody said on Twitter about, I think, white people or something or men, and replaced it with Jews or blacks or something, and that got it was a oh. genius move because. She got banned for it, but the person that made the previous comments didn't. And oh, yes. Okay, we're seeing a bunch of people walk through the hub with tiki torches. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> After just talking uh, about the alt-right. <laughs> uh, that is, maybe they're trying to attack you. They're going to unite the right guys. <laughs> 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 Except there's one issue. They're all black. and I'm not even kidding you. <laughs>
2: maybe they're trying to, like, set you on fire.
0: I don't know. We're fine in here in our little... Uh, Three-inch glass bubble here. I think it's like a black fraternity or an African American fraternity or something. But it's just funny. Isn't that the
2: same thing? I, don't know, I guess you could have Elon musk and one of them and not. The other. <laughs> yeah. They.
0: they, I'm being they, be, they i mean inclusive.
2: I i hate that word. I, I that that's just so like strange. Like you know, you don't see that in any other country. You don't see that in, like England. well, obviously, you won't see that in any other country <laughs> other than like maybe South America or something. But. Why, why do we do that you know why why do we think that's the, like why are we afraid to go and say black i don't but know we say african-american like that's the most like
0: i think it's because it sounds nicer and it,
2: it doesn't make sense how do you even like that's racist to assume they're american
0: that's what a good point not? that's a good point i, I I'll, I'll keep saying black ban me for it what are we saying sam <laughs>
4: Well, I, I was just gonna say the students could be holding the torches because it is like what, thirty seven there in Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, they just wanna warm up, you know.
4: Yeah. It's uh it's it's interesting that you say um that about about race too, because I have like I have ethnic friends who uh like I'm a I'm like a pasty, you know, white guy pretty much. Um, You know, I'll I'll, I'll admit to that, but like all my ethnic friends and and these are friends of mine, like especially like my African-American friends, like they'll uh, they will call me uh, the, you know, the word that rappers like to use a lot. And Mm. I'll be like, and I'll be like, uh, uh, I'm not sure how how to, they'll they'll be like what at my you know yeah. and then i'm like okay i don't know and the, and they do it just because at this point they do it because they just like to see my reaction like mm-hmm. how am i going to going to respond like that's that's the other thing is like when ethnic groups call, e- call each other, you know, racial epithets and then, you know.
0: And, and even like, there you can see that it's coming from a good place. The intention is just to make you, you know, uncomfortable in a funny, ironic way. It's not to yeah. belittle you or to hurt you or anything.
4: Yeah, but it's kind of their way of satiring this whole, you know, politically. Correct stuff now because I mean we we've we've all been boxed into a into a you know a corner kind of so
0: mm. um. these people are still walking in with tiki torches I'm scared <laughs> there's lots of them
2: you yeah, know just puts people in awkward situation when you have a certain class of people that can say certain things but you can't mm. you know
0: well yeah I don't, that, I don't like that yeah and that's another well that's what somebody brought up at our event we played that clip last week where. Somebody uh, came up to the mic to ask Sargon a question and they were talking about how he used the word lynching. They're like, well, you were kind of joking about lynching. and They're like, well, who's talking about lynching? And they actually did mention it. I just kind of forgot. And she basically said that you shouldn't say that because you don't know what it's like to be black. And Sargon's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. And he goes, do you know how many uh, peasants were lynched in England? And do you know how many were lynched? And she just goes, I'm American. And he goes, Yeah, and I'm English. (laughs) And it just totally shut her down because he was explaining how you don't have to be black to get lynched. You you know, it wasn't just black people that were lynched, it wasn't a particular classic in America. Yes, that was a major thing that happened to black people during the Jim Crow days. That was, uh, we're lynched. That's where we kind of associate the term lynching. But you can't say that, oh, you can't joke about that because you're not X or because you're not Y. Well, then that means, by that logic, I, as a straight white male, can't joke about women, can't joke about black people, can't joke about Hispanics, can't joke about uh, anything, transgender people, gay people, anything. It's ridiculous. You don't have to be that person to joke about them. I joke about everything equally. And to not do that is unfair.
4: I'm going to... For the, I mean, I know you guys might know this, but for for your audience that doesn't, I mean, I'm actually a, I'm actually a a wheelchair bound uh, person. I'm I'm handicapped. I make, I make wheel I make wheelchair jokes, self-deprecating wheelchair jokes about myself all the time, and so does every other mm-hmm. disabled disabled person I, I know. And yet, it's always the people who are. Not. I actually. Yeah, I act. I actually had one of these uh, people be like, "You shouldn't make jokes about. You, you shouldn't make. Dis- you shouldn't make disparaging jokes about yourself. What li- like that?" And it's like, "Okay, I'm not like. I'm not being a jerk to myself or something like. I'm, I'm making fun of the fact that like, you know, I don't take myself too seriously." And that's that's, that's all that it comes down to is people just take themselves way too seriously these yeah. days oh I, I
0: yeah mean. absolutely and that's like with that guy from upua that was saying like um you know because of his jewish identity that you know it's um offensive that they wouldn't make uh this denunciation or something along the lines he said something like that it's like these people are super obsessed with their identity and they're taking themselves way too seriously i don't care about my identity i don't you know, to some degree, I mean, there's certain parts that I do care about, but like the artificial or not artificial, the, um, the, the stuff I'm born with, like being a man or being a uh, white, like that stuff I don't think about. Would you just, what was that? you making fun of my manhood. <laughs> You're fired. The, the,
4: uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, ironic thing is like, as far as the Jewish identity, identity thing, I've heard I've heard some Jewish people, like especially when I was in high school, there were some Jewish students who uh, made that made like jokes about the Holocaust. Yeah. That, again, I can't repeat here on. Yeah. On.
3: We have one. We have someone like that that goes to our meetings.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: We have we have somebody like that that goes to our meetings, and it's like, and and, and that's, it's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, who it, cares? It, it, yeah, who
4: cares? It's, it's... Well, well, not yeah, only that, it's like, it's like, it's like, geez, dude, like, like, I'm not even Jewish and I'm offended by, by that, by that jo- mm-hmm. joke, like, mm-hmm. that, that's me, that's making me uncomfortable, uncomfort- but, you know, it's like, it's, it's his, it's his right to say it, but it's like, geez, you know, you're making edgier jokes than, you know, I, I could even imagine, mm-hmm. so.
0: Well we're yeah. gonna go to
4: a
3: qu- let's be real, it's white liberals that are do that are making these offensive like uh that is totally offensive. That's probably a white liberal. Probably yeah. a white yeah.
4: liberal anyway. Rich white liberals too. Mm-hmm.
0: It's always these bourgeois white liberals that are just obsessed with protecting um you know their as they see them as their little Um, special groups of people, like, they're little special kids, basically. It's like, oh, you can't say this about them. It's like, these people need to, you know, just say, screw you. I can take it. Stop thinking I'm not, you know, uh, tough enough to take it, because they can, and they do. Uh, So it's just pathetic. Uh, I found this actually a few days ago. I forgot to mention to you guys, look at the video in the uh, general chat there. That was the guy that's... um, Used to do a show that's friends with um, one of our guests. Uh, I think you know which one I'm talking about—the cosmic one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Mm. Did you see the video?
2: No, I didn't see the video. You yeah, would take a quick uh, look
0: at it. it's, it's 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 short.
4: Where do you put that?
0: In the general chat. I want to get your reaction.
4: I can't because I'm on I'm on a phone and if. And if I go into, like, another window, it, it won't boot me off.
0: Oh, it does? Usually you, don't, usually you can, like, swipe it down, the voice chat thing, and just move uh, over.
4: Is that guy a hobo?
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know.
2: Looks like one of them Santa Claus workers that's uh, <laughs> off time.
0: <laughs> uh, he's got a bit longer uh, hair growing there than Santa Claus. I,
2: drink,
3: I filter and drink my own pee. <laughs>
0: oh,
4: Oh, I actually know what video you you guys are talking about because I've seen the same Do You see video that? <laughs> what the heck is that? W- it's weird, so w- weird stuff pops up in my YouTube recommendations, <laughs> man. Oh, I was
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we came across I forget how, and I'm just like, what the heck is this? This is the guy I've heard about? Oh my god. Like how do you grow hair that long, and then he uses it as like a drumstick? Like what the?
1: <laughs> it's so disgusting. <laughs> it was. Yeah, disgusting. we had we had
3: Cosmic Rebecca on, and uh, and we were we like like uh, Sam and I were talking about like good quality, like the the mics and the whatever, and uh, so I I know uh, Big uh, Big Al called. That's oh, yeah Big Al called he called from his uh, he called from his smartphone and that was actually a pretty good quality there it
0: was it was yeah I mean I I don't know we just had a lucky day where the quality was much better than usual I mean some people were having really bad uh, connections but Big Al I don't know where he you know he's a trucker so maybe he landed yeah. a nice area with some good cell reception but he sounded great and i don't know if cosmic rebecca took him up on that drink or not but i know big al has followed her on twitter so he's he's really trying to make a you know a move there
3: big al what a legend
0: (laughs) he's an absolute mad lad legend Mm -hmm.
4: what what do you guys think of the babes for for trump movement i'm i'm curious
0: i'm all for it
4: (laughs) all right well, well, so well, so am I. I, I actually, I actually interviewed two of the babes for Tom Blake way back when in uh, twenty seventeen, and uh, I, I keep getting requests to have them back on the show. So mm. maybe at the beginning of January of this coming year, who knows? So, nice.
0: Um, I'm sure you're going to see a spike in male viewership on your channel because of that. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, totally unrelated. Although,
4: although, although it's although it's weird. I I I definitely I do I do have some female audience mem- members too. But they but they're they're just well. I mean, you guys have seen you guys have seen my chat room before. So it's you know again nothing I, re- I can really you know in terms of, of like language that I can repeat. But it's mm-hmm. it's interesting. Well, you- even even. Even my chat is interesting.
0: You know what's funny is we were looking at the analytics the other day, and for our channel, and like if we finally got a breakdown by gender because we have enough videos with enough views and all that stuff with you know people that let this information get shared, our gender gap is it's quite a gap. It is, uh, for males, in the last twenty eight days, a hundred percent hundred percent right. of the people that viewed our channel in the last month have been male. That is quite a staggering gender gap.
2: <laughs> well, I guess that means T isn't watching our videos.
0: Oh, <laughs> caught you! Come on, T. Yeah, I thought I did. I You're fired again.
1: Look. Like, oh, hey, sometimes dude. I'll comment something, and the like. Sometimes I'll like a uh, comment below on something. If you see like, a- yeah,
0: your comments are always very insightful and <laughs> yeah. supportive intelligent and beautiful. Like,
1: i was hoping that would count though like i literally got my wing comment you guys videos and like you probably
0: have your account set to a male gender no,
1: i thought yeah I
0: had uh-huh. had- you probably do it just to, like, be like oh, i'm a male because <laughs> okay, maybe so. i do do that but
1: maybe i have <laughs> your facebook that, have says to-
0: you're a pineapple
1: Never <laughs> no gender's a pineapple I tried changing the pronouns, but I would only do he, she, or it, and I kind of wanted to just might as well do she. But my gender's still pineapple.
0: Oh, that's that's so nice. That's inclusive to the pineapple community. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I should I should check the analytics right now, see the all-time ones. I didn't realize that was last 28 days, mm-hmm. but I was like, wow, we're really bringing in that toxic masculinity, guys. Good job, yeah. bringing the patriarchy back.
4: Woo. My that? my uh my female audience. Uh, viewership for my channel went up fif went up to fifteen percent. So
0: wow, <laughs> and
4: I'm like, and I'm like, wait, who are the females watching my show? Like, what? Like, what are what are they into? So because, uh, you know, my show is very heavily on my show is very heavy into what you know the new left would call. Uh, toxic masculinity, mm. uh, you know, even, even though, you know, I'm light years away from anything that Larry Flinter, you know, company would say. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah, I know it's, I know what you mean. So it's like, actually, okay. Am I the only one that's having trouble with any Google product right now? Because Google docs didn't load at all. And now my channel analytics aren't loading. Uh. Uh.
3: Alphabet's out to get you.
0: Yeah, what the heck? I had trouble. on
3: do s- you, Sean? Yeah, we're getting too influential
0: it. with those 160 subs. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's it was so interesting because when we had our Milo interview, we got a good jump in subs. I forget how much exactly, but it got us closer to 100. But the uh, Sargon of Akkad videos jumped our sub count way up to 160 we got I think 60 subs from Sargon's uh, content and then we got a bunch of people joining our discord server a bunch of mad lads from England uh, that were fans of him it was really cool and uh, obviously Sam helped us out too and and some of our people went over to Sam's so it's an interesting oh that was annoying my video start playing but it was an interesting sort of like crossover that happened, but I, I, I that's what I like about YouTube is there is a community there that sort of, you know, uh migrates from channel to channel and sort of like, you know, builds and grows a new sort of friendship. It's really cool.
4: Yeah, well what's what's interesting about YouTube is like it's not exact like Facebook. We kinda have to like we kinda have to hunt for each other. Yeah. But uh you know, once we, once we find each other, we get, uh, you know, we get linked in, so to speak. And that's not, that's not like, we don't literally get linked in like the social media, but we get, (laughs) I guess, connected.
0: So I know. And what's interesting um, too, is like, I remember when I was following a lot of tech channels, I would find out about these channels through other YouTubers, you know, they would do collabs or they would. You know, be featured in a video in some way or somehow, and that's how I'd find out about them. It wasn't through a video coming in recommended or searching them or anything like that. It was through other people's videos. I found other people, so that's like a trick I would say if you want to grow your YouTube channel is to just go on other people's stuff. You know, it's
4: yep, that's what I do.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, and you're already you're at over 500, right?
4: Well, interesting, interesting that you bring that up because I was over 500. And then I had a I had an interview with a with a fellow YouTuber named uh, Hajim from Great and he's a mad lad, and um, then my then I lost like 75 subs overnight, actually. what? And you and YouTube's ex in YouTube's explanation, this is this is the other thing that they're doing. Uh, YouTube will. Anytime you see like a dramatic drop in your followers, I, I contacted YouTube about it. I was like, "Hey, what's up with this?" And
0: mm-hmm. they were
4: like, "Oh, these were all spam users." Yeah. We, uh, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, I understand. Like maybe f- you know four or five, but seventy. You're you're telling me that seventy five users are all. Bots and you know whatnot. so uh, I don't know that that could just be their way of like deplatforming you know, subscribers
0: so yeah um, I think there's some truth to what they say but like you said I don't think it's that high of a number I yeah. really don't think so and for some reason all the Google stuff is working on my phone I checked our channel which we started on May 17th 2018 so It's over a year old by now, which, woo, happy birthday for us. Uh, Our gender gap, though, is 93.4% male, 6.6% female. Nice. Woo. So you are interacting on our channel. just not in the last 28 days.
1: Oh, wow. See, it's showing up. I do watch your videos.
0: Okay, sure. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But, But, yeah, that's funny, though. It's
4: sick. I, I'm I'm also curious as to like what the age demographics are because, uh you know, my channel is actually like 25 to like four, like I'm not actually in the under, in the 18 or under group. I'm more like in the 25 to 40 demographic That's on what my channel.
0: We it's, are, it's, yeah, I was going to say we're in the 25 to 34 demographic to a 54.4%. 18 to 24 at 26% and then 35 to 44 at 17% and everything else is like little to nothing. So we're basically in that 18 to 44.
4: Yeah, so and then and then like I have like I have like 2% um I have like 2% that's like over 65, so that's probably like oh, my... Oh,
0: getting the boomers.
4: Yeah, well that well that that they, well they're they're based they're based boomers
0: though. <laughs> yeah. So We don't have any boomers. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Whoa, this is interesting. I didn't see this. This just changed. Over the past, and it makes sense why, but over the past 28 days, uh, you know, we're breaks it down by country, you know, uh, what uh, country makes up our audience. The United Kingdom exceed the United States 29% to the U.S. at 28.3%. We got a lot of people, again, because of Sargon, and... Overall of the lifetime, though, we're at 35% U.S., 20% U.K. So we have a pretty big audience in the U.K. now. That's pretty cool.
4: I'm not sure about my YouTube demographics for, uh, you know, like country. I I think my channel demographics are still, you know, pretty much in the U.S., but I know that for Anchor, who hosts my audio podcast.
0: Yeah, that's what we do, too. I,
4: I was checking the demographics for that, and... Uh, I, like, I guess 7% of my audience is in, is in the UK out mm-hmm. of like, which is actually pretty impressive actually if you think about it, considering that like my channel is, you know, my podcast is like relatively small and yet like we, I almost have like a full 10% in Great Britain. So,
0: yeah, you know, yeah. that's,
4: that's interesting.
0: So. Yeah. It is honestly, it's, it's interesting to see how these channels, like, cause every channel is different, but ours both seem to kind of have similar trends, you know, cause we are in similar spheres and all that, but it's really interesting to see how, you know, we're shaping up, especially as you grow and what you pick up. And what's also interesting is that our top video, I think is still the Milo interview or did the Sargon, oh, the Sargon one did exceed it by watch time at 45,000 minutes, and the Milo one's at 40,000. And those two videos are definitely our, you know, most uh, have the highest ratings. And they've, I was trying to find something else about it and I can't find it, but uh, it's interesting how, like, the search terms people use to find those too. But... It's,
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny that you guys got super... Uh, popular off of the Milo interview and then I got famous a couple of years ago well more than a couple of years ago now for having uh, Ben Shapiro on my show Mm -hmm. so yeah so even even though you know I've kind of switched teams
0: since then (laughs) so (laughs) it's funny how these things work out uh,
4: yeah well Ben went never Trump and broke my heart so
0: yeah um well, I'll talk to you about some heartbreak because uh, we're going to wrap up here uh, and we'll hop on your show. Uh, thank you for everyone for tuning in to Real News. Um, Sam Whitfield has the Whitfield report on YouTube. So if you want to see more uh, content with us and with him, that's available on YouTube. Uh, where can people find you, Sam?
4: You can find me uh, on Twitter. I'm still on there at Sam underscore uh, you can also follow my podcast over there at Whitfield Report. Uh, TheSamWhitfield.com is with my website. And uh, YouTube.com forward slash The Whitfield Report is uh, where you can find the live audio streams. And uh, I've, I've had these guys on the show before, and I'm going to have them on again. So that'll be, uh, you know, good. So, and thank you guys for having me on your, uh, you know, Show. I don't do terrestrial Radio very often, but when I do, you know, I prefer you guys to be my hosts.
0: Oh, thank you. We really like having you on. You're a cool guy. And we're glad to find you.
4: Good band. Thank you. Shout out, uh, if I might, real quick, to uh, Jeff Hamill, who uh, I think works for the college now. Wait, isn't uh,
0: he the guy from Soch 119? Yeah. Yeah.
4: So, Jeff... Jeff actually used to co-host uh, my my old radio show, and um, and uh, he and I he and I met in a in like a Discord thing a long time time ago, and uh, mm-hmm. so I know he's working over there. So uh, you know, if any of you listeners are in social 119 tell jeff that savage sam says hi
0: so (laughs) i'm about to mention that to him next class i did not know that was because i remember you mentioned your social 19 connection i didn't realize it was that but yeah i know he's right wing but like uh, he doesn't seem right wing on maybe social issues i don't know what to say but like i I can tell he he definitely believes a lot of stuff that sam talks about in class
4: i don't I don't want to. I don't want to out. I don't want to out Jeff. uh, That's okay. You know, knowing that it's (laughs) the cat's out of the bag. uh, I'll I'll just say this. I think Jeff is a cultural libertarian, and he's a he's a he's a very sweet guy. Everyone I know who's you know there is you know always loves Jeff. It's funny because people also think that I'm a Penn State student, and I'm not even. I'm in I'm in Florida, Mm -hmm. but you know. Like, even me, I've popped in the YouTube chat and everyone's just great in that class. So, you know, again, shout out to to Jeff and shout out to Dictator Phil, you know, too, uh, obviously.
0: (laughs) Yep. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.